Welcome, everyone. It is, of course, Wednesday here on the Political Panda program. I hope you've recovered from yesterday. Seriously, if you didn't listen to yesterday's episode, I was basically breaking down because I can't take this shit no more. But of course, it's a new day. Yay. And somehow I woke up this morning. I mean, I still threw up uh, again. It's great. I love my guy. <laughs> when will this pain end? Anyway, hope you all are having a wonderful day. If you haven't subscribed to the program wherever you are listening, or liked, or even followed me on Twitter and True Social, I know what you're doing, but you really should do either one of those things, or all those things. They're all great, but of course, it's going to be a wonderful day. The sun's shining, hopefully, for you. Hopefully. And hopefully it's gonna be it's gonna be a grand day. You know, it's gonna be it's not just gonna be a great day. Don't just have a great a good day. Have a great day. I'm I'm just gonna go fucking fall out a goddamn window. Anyway, so we've got so much to cover today from a look back into history of sort of Democrats and what they think of Republicans. Uh, a, a nice look back uh, at some stories that we've covered before. We've got some great topics for today. Of course, if you would like to read full articles or even watch some the clips that we feature on this show in their entirety, because most of you listen on audio and even on YouTube, you still are just listening via audio at that point, then please go down below, go into the description. Everything that I cover is in order. So, obviously, I'm not just going to... I like to have a bit of fun. And so some things are exactly what they are. Some things are a bit more fun. Because... I have to try to have some sort of fun in this world because everything just fucking blows. Anyway, starting with sort of, you know, it's tradition here on the program. Our opening clip for today. What is, what What, what do we got for today? Come on, play, play that shit. We need to talk about what's happening in Texas. The governor is trying to take away vital health care for transgender kids and labeling it as child abuse. Giving Gender affirming care to transgender children is medically necessary and supports their health and well-being. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. It definitely is child abuse. It's pretty much child abuse. I don't know about you, but abusing your child because they just decided to play with, you know, Barbies one time, and now, you know, you're paying all this money to then, you know, cut off their healthy breast as a child or, you know cutting someone's penis off and replacing it with a fake vagina or getting rid of someone's vagina and replacing it with a fake penis. It's not going to work. They're going to have all sorts of problems and all sorts of issues and it's fucking gross and disgusting. It's, it's, it's definitely child abuse. Pew blockers have been marked with warnings now. They use literally a chemical that's literally used to chemically castrate fucking pedophiles. It's really fucked up. Did you know in many states you can get certain types of health care without your parents being there or ever finding out about it? It's today's Daily Doctor Facts. To figure out if you can get care sans parentals, go to your state health department. Don't do this. Also, I'm only pausing because I'm trying not to get a fucking copyright claim. Seriously, fuck you, TikTok. Fuck you. I'm not getting a fucking copyright claim from wherever this music is from, because I don't even- I know the song, I just can't be bothered to remember the fucking name. Okay, is that- is that good enough amount of time so that fucking YouTube doesn't flag this whole video for goddamn copyright reasons? Okay, hold on. Like, YouTube copyright system is fucking terrible. So, YouTube, if you still see this right now, then you're welcome. Perfect website. And find the laws related to teen health, consent, and confidentiality. Yeah, don't do that. That's very bad. First off, the fact that that's even a thing in any fucking state is scary enough. Okay, here's the thing. As soon as you fucking turn 18 or whatever, or whatever the age of adulthood is in your area, I don't give a fucking piss what you decide to do with yourself. If you want to chemically castrate yourself or do all that shit, I may think you're, you know, an absolute fucking weirdo or anything like that. Then I, I'm not going to be like, you know, I mean, it's whatever you want to do, man. I mean, if you want to fuck your life up for the rest of your life, then go ahead, I guess. Like, I look at someone who does drugs. Like, I've known someone who's literally has done a bunch of drugs. I don't walk up to him and go, you fucking druggie. Like, when are you going to sober up, you know, fuck ass? 
I just I just talk to him like a normal fucking person because that's the choices he decided to fucking make. So, but hey, what, what do I know? What what, what, do, what do I know? Mm, fucking hate it here, man. I hate it. I hate it so much. I was fucking around with shit on Instagram. Uh, I, I I don't use Instagram ever. I think it's like one of the worst social media platforms. But I, I just go on there sometimes. And I just occasionally look. And I, I occasionally try to edit stuff. On like my actual profile. They wouldn't accept my pronouns. There's a thing on Instagram. This is like a side tangent. I don't know why I'm telling you this. But it's so dumb. I'm not going to tell you what the, my Instagram account is. I mean it's literally private. And I don't post anything. Because I don't like posting anything anyway. Except for when the program comes out, every single on Twitter and True Social. But okay, so on Instagram, they have a literal area on your actual like profile when you are editing stuff for your pronouns. And for whatever fucked up reason, Instagram wouldn't accept my pronouns. For whatever reason, they wouldn't accept King slash Emperor slash Majesty slash Excellency because it says you can add up to four, and it's just like no results found. You could have some really fucked up, like, Theo, like, Theo, or whatever, but you can't have King, Emperor, or Majesty, or Excellency? I'm, I'm, I'm pissed. You know, I, you know, personally, I'm offended that Instagram would even, you know, not allow such a thing. How dare they? How dare they? Well, getting back to actual important news that isn't stupid-ass Instagram stuff, uh, so you guys remember that case? I'll, well, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll kind of refill you, fill you back in on this uh, case. So a few months ago now, pretty much, yeah, a few months ago, right when the whole uh, Dobbs decision came out, well, all of a sudden, it start, this story started trending on social media, literally saying she was only like ten. It's all about the girl who got raped by the illegal immigrant. This is not even... And then the mom trying to defend the illegal immigrant because it's her boyfriend who raped her 10-year-old daughter. Well, some new stuff has come out, and it's a bit sus. So the suspect in the Ohio rape case, uh, Garrison Fuentes, who was charged with raping a 10-year-old, whose story was, you know... Used and then was dropped immediately after everything was learned about it. Uh, has deeper pockets than one would expect from an illegal alien from a from Guatemala who reportedly worked at a coffee shop. Uh, eviction paperwork was filed by the Sawmill Crossing, uh, by Sawmill Crossing, the company that owned the building where Fontas and his reported wife, it's more like girlfriend, uh. Lloyds Gomez live with the victim and other children. Uh, Town Hall's Mia Kell posted the court filing on Monday. They reached out to counsel for Sawmill, who confirmed the re uh, reason for the eviction is criminal activity based on the rape. However, Gomez's counsel, Inika Lainsley, a partner at the prestigious Ice Miller Law Firm, worked out a deal so Gomez could voluntarily move out and be taken off. The eviction, it is believed that she has moved out of the building on Dumont Lane, presumably with the children still in her care. I don't know why you leave any children in her fucking care. She literally defended the fucking person who raped her child. So, this is a bit odd. Because, um, you know, normally an illegal alien doesn't have enough to afford a lawyer that is from a prestigious, you know, kind of law, you know, maybe you get like a public defender, but not somebody, you know, from a pretty much public, you know, uh, like a law thing like that. Like, where, where are you getting this money from, bro? Is there some heroin you're not telling us about? Maybe some crack rocks, some fentanyl? Like, what are you doing, man? I feel like this guy has got some... Yeah, so, how does a guy like Fuentes with a job at a cafe afford a 1264 rent payment and several attorneys? Dude, this guy must have something, something sus is going on here. Bro, is this guy like Jeffrey Epstein where, like, no one can figure out where all the fuck his money came from? Like, they have, like, some ideas, but they're just like, how the fuck? That's, that's a bit wild. But, of course, you know... 
I'll keep I'll keep looking in and updating you on that. But in other news that is actually, you know what? I'll say this is good news. Uh, Asian Americans are buying guns in record numbers. See, now that's that's what I would hope for. Maybe maybe they can finally defend themselves against all of the, uh, you know, fellow uh, Americans, aka African Americans, that are beating the crap out of them. Because you know, not not exactly a great relationship between two. It's not even a racist thing. That's genuinely just a truth based on crime statistics. So yeah. Anyway. So Vivian Moon, a real estate agent, artist, had never felt particularly afraid as a woman living alone in uh, Buena Park, a small California city outside of Los Angeles. Oh, you definitely shouldn't be afraid. You're in California near Los Angeles. You should definitely be afraid. Uh, when violent attacks against Asian women and seniors increased across the U.S. early last year. Mm -hmm, I, I remember that. <laughs> Does anybody else remember that? It's really weird how that happened and then went away really quickly out of the news. Uh, she became disillusioned with the police ability, to, uh, ability and willingness to protect people who looked like her. So, like many Americans of Asian descent, she decided to buy a gun. I realized I have to take ownership of how I want to live, and Mo said Moon. In the years since, Moon says she has made an effort to reach out and teach her friends, many of whom are women of color, about gun safety. As a Korean who grew up in the 1990s, Moon is also inspired by the legacy of of the Los Angeles uprising, the armed Korean immigrants who defeated, uh, de not defeated, but defended their businesses on the rooftops when riots broke out in South Central. Uh, back then, Korean Americans took a stand and took their safety into their own hands. Gun ownership rates have soared to new heights since the pan uh, during the pandemic, as more than 5 million people became owners, which this shouldn't be surprising. Many Asian Americans, I wouldn't be surprised, are, you know, going to be getting a gun now as, you know, they're trying to overall, you know, get up and overall, you know, safety. And so... It should be very interesting to see, as obviously, you know, a lot of Asians, you know, everybody needs a little bit of defense. Obviously, of course, the whole thing is, oh, why would you need a gun to defend yourself in the first place? We just banned all guns. Yeah, you want to get stabbed instead? How, would, you, would you like to just see mass stabbings instead? Is that, is that what you want? Is that, is that what you want instead? Would you just like more people to just get stabbed? They're gonna tell you a knife is much easier to conceal than a gun is. Everybody will be carrying a fucking knife at that point. You kidding me? I'll carry a knife at that point. Fine, we wanna we wanna ban guns so everybody can carry around a fucking knife instead. Dude, have people walking around with like long sleeves all the time, just wearing the fucking Assassin's Creed hidden blades, just fucking waiting for some motherfucker to attack them. Have the boots with like the blade that comes out of them. Bro, you'll have, like, people signing up for, like, knife classes like crazy. People will be trying to defend themselves. Let's just bring back swords. Fuck it. Let, you know what? Let's just bring back everybody can walk around with a sword on, on their fucking hilt. Bro, you imagine everybody walking around with, like, a katana or a fucking big old saber around their hip? Dude, like, like, you know? You know, maybe maybe I'll, I'll also... I support it. I support it. We should do that have, like, fucking duels in, like, the street with other people with, like, fucking swords and shit. That'd be funny. Just modern times. We have guns, lasers, and all these other things, and yet an invention from, like, well over 800 years ago is still the main way we fucking battle each other on the street. Well, speaking of crime, so a suspect who assaulted uh, the hero NYC subway worker was previously arrested 41 times. So the man accused of pummeling the subway cleaner last week has been arrested for a... arrested... a staggering... Alright. 41 times in the past. Uh, including a... for a hate crime that already made him a revolving door justice poster... So the suspect is already 49 years old and is currently behind bars on a measly $5,000 bail, a half what uh, Bronx prosecutor sought for the alleged 
vicious attack and the train on the train station worker. So here's the thing. If a person has been arrested 41 times, do you think they're going to learn anything on the 42nd? No. No, I I don't I don't I don't think so. You see, if the person is arrested 41 times, do you think maybe we should just keep them in jail? You think, you think maybe we should just, you know, not let them back out? Because clearly they're not, you know, going to learn anything at all. And clearly, like, you've been in jail that many times, gotten out that many times, when when do you think you're ever going to learn a new lesson? Because clearly he's not. I mean, he has second degree assault, third degree, and the third degree, and harassment in the second degree. I mean, this guy has, he, this guy has a rap sheet a mile long of fucking crime. He's not learning anything. He's not gaining anything. He's not bettering himself in jail. He's not thinking about his actions because he knows damn well he's let back out again. He ain't learning nothing. By the way, if you're wondering why the article doesn't mention what color the suspect is, I, I mean, take a wild guess what color the suspect is. I'm not even gonna say it. You know what color he is. You know what color the suspect is. I don't even have to say it. And you know what this person looks like. And he hasn't learned his lesson 41 times already, and I don't think he's gonna learn anytime fucking soon. And he probably will just be let back out and assault another person. And it'll be up to 43 times. Or 42. And if you let back out, do some dumb shit again. Because remember, no, our justice system clearly just doesn't work. Half the time you would think it would work. If you hear all this evidence and everything. And you think, oh my god, this case, it's so compelling. It's like, yeah, of course this person did this. And then, bam, let right back out of prison. Mm, mm, mm. Right back on the streets, and they don't learn a damn thing, so they do it again and again. Well, Biden, of course, yesterday signed into law the Inflation Reduction Act. The fucking inflation reduction in my ass. Spend more money that we don't have. Yay! Raise everyone's taxes. Remember, people who earn less than four hundred thousand per year won't won't be won't be you don't pay any more lies 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 lies. Get ready to pay more in fucking taxes, everybody! Yay! If you weren't already becoming poor already, here you go. Welcome to the new age of government, where we lie straight to your face so hard. That we literally even name it something Orwellian too. Because of course. God. It, it, it just doesn't make any sense. The Congressional Budget Office has already, you know, gone on to the record. The IRS crackdown authorized by the legislation will impact taxpayers across the board with Americans earning less than 400000 per year, paying an estimated $20 billion more than taxes through physical year 2031. So get ready to pay even more in taxes for the next eight years. Eight fucking years. Yay. Just what everybody wanted. No one wants to pay more in taxes. That's dumb. Actually, it's not just eight years. That's nine years, basically. That's like nine years of taxes. Yay. Fun. Kill me. Please. Holy crap. How do you how do you get by with something like this? Something that's called an act. Like, and it's clearly not. It's just a climate bill. It's a climate bill that's going to do jack and shit. It's going to do anything. You can do all the climate changey stuff you want. It's just going to let other countries that aren't doing all this climate changey stuff. Oh, what? You're, you're reducing it even more? All right, pump out the stuff. Turn on the new coal plants. Yup, yup, yup. Turn them on. Turn them on. Put them up. Build them up. So this isn't going to do shit. Your climate nonsense 
isn't going to save anybody. You're just killing more people by doing it. By you trying to so-called save your planet. Do the right thing. Save the planet. You're just letting other countries who don't give a rat's ass about it to just fucking destroy the world even more. So great job, Biden. You fucking asshat. Great job. Well, speaking of asshats who don't know what a woman is, well, uh, Katanji Brown-Jackson, I know, she hasn't been mentioned in a while. She hasn't been in the news for a little while. You know, everybody kind of forgot about her because no one cared about her anymore because she's a terrible, terrible justice who should have never been confirmed. But of course, Mitt Romney and his dumbass was like, I think she's a great gal. Mm, mm Mm-hmm. Well, guess what, everyone? That's right. Ketanji Brown Jackson was in Vogue magazine. I know. I know. We're hitting the hard-hitting stuff today. So, uh, Vogue drew the ire of Senator Marshall Blackburn for its uneven treatment of the Supreme Court's latest female justice, arguing that the liberal media isn't happy unless they are attacking conservative women. Blackburn's remarks to the Washington Examiner as the justice was covered in a glowing magazine feature published in Vogue on Tuesday that stands in contrast with the media coverage granted to the justice who was confirmed two years prior, which was Comey Barrett. I mean, yeah, look at her. She's so, so lovely. But what is she? No, no one knows. No one knows what she is. Does anybody know what she is? I mean, seriously. Wait, hold on. What is this? Why do you fuse to properly light dark-skinned object subjects? I mean... I mean, I'm looking at these photos, and I'm, I'm just trying to get an understanding of who was... Yes. You know what we need? We need Vogue pictures. Vogue pictures with with the with with this. Yay. I mean seriously, I don't I don't I don't get it. I, I I don't understand. What's what's the what's even the point of a magazine anymore? Second off, but I am just my mind is just gone blank at the fact that a person who got voted into the Supreme Court, you know, as the next justice, is then in Vogue. Why? For what reasons? First off, what does Vogue even do anymore? Hold on, let's let's see here. What does Vogue, what does Vogue even do anymore? Okay, let's let's just see what's on the front page of Vogue.com, huh? What what is on the cover? So let's see. By Serena will here's why Serena Williams' early exit from Cincinnati is a good thing. Of athlete leisure from 2016 to today, President Biden signed historic bill, climate change, and magazine. I mean, this just seems like a very like tier, low tier of you know thing. And you get into the celebrity style, <gasps> beauty secrets. I'm, I am, I am shocked. I mean, seriously. Oh God! Don't don't go here. If you if you if you ever want to, you know, just wonder and question why some things exist, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know uh, what to tell you. Well, in other news, that's also fantastic. Liz Cheney is out of here, and I mean out of here, like she is out of here. Holy fuck! She was crushed. In Wyoming, just yesterday, she will officially no longer be the nominee. So, she was, of course, giving a concession speech, and she compared herself to former President Abraham Lincoln, and hinted 
hinted that her future in politics might not be finished just yet. Oh no, bully bitch, it's finished. You can take your bag and go the fuck away. We don't want you no more. The great original champion of our party, Abraham Lincoln, was defeated in elections for the Senate and the House before he won the most important election of all. Yeah, but you see, here's the thing. Abraham Lincoln was actually a good, you know, like, person. You aren't. You aren't. It's just facts. Abraham Lincoln, you know... He was a fantastic figure for his time. He was tall. He looked absolutely dapper in that hat. And truly, he led the nation through the darkest of times and truly had a rough campaign, or a truly a rough, you know, overall time in the White House. And what have you done? He, he's left more of an impact on the entirety of the U.S., in just his short, you know, time being in, you know, as, as president, than you ever will in your life. But, but actually, you know, ch change that. Abraham Lincoln has done more than not only you will ever do in my, and what I will do in my life, maybe. You know, he pr he's done more than any, like, since a lot of people could ever have thought. And truly, if you're going to compare yourself to a person who led us during the Civil War... And truly was, you know, an absolute courageous fighter standing up for the rights of slaves and trying to get them free and break their shackles and bring our nation back together. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Uh, she, uh, Liz Cheney should be ashamed the way she acted her spiteful and scandalous words and actions towards others. Now she can finally disappear into the depths of political ob oblivion where I'm sure she'll be much happier than she is right now. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Good. Good, good, good. Hope she disappears. Well, Media Matters put out this. Now, if you don't know what Media Matters is, Media Matters is essentially, it's like, it's like, basically, take it as, like, Media Matters is sort of a place that they have people on their staff that are basically paid to watch all the different, like, you know, like, watch all the different, like, shows that they are, like, deemed, like, far right. So, like, they'll watch shows like Steven Crowder or, like, Louder with Crowder, the Glenn Beck program. You know, they'll watch all these shows and then they'll clip things out of context and then make whole articles about them and post them on Media Matters. Like, oh, uh, funny enough, in this article, Glenn Beck actually featured, which wouldn't surprise me. Wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me. So, let, let's go through this article on, what what's this one? The right... Right wing, the right-wing influencers leading a social media crusade against ESG. The first thing that's funny is in the actual below it, Elon Musk, who is not at all a right-winger, by the way, uh, called ESG a scam, the investment metric used for corporations to commit to social goals is quickly becoming the next front in the right-wing media's culture wars. Ooh, culture war. Right-wing media figures are fueling outrage against... ESG, an acronym for corp for corporate standards and practice practices related to the environment, social, and governments. Yeah, and it's shit. And issues that Republican lawmakers and the fossil fuel industry are seeking to turn into a new boogeyman. <gasps> I'll dare they. Conveniently vague, ESG is being misleadingly cast as a tool for elites to force tyrannical agenda on unsuspecting Americans. Specifically, investors as part of the far-right Great Reset Conspiracy Theory. It's not a fucking conspiracy theory when the person who the conspiracy theory is against uses the term Great Reset himself and has a book called The Great Reset. That's right, it's called The Great Reset. It's literally from Klaus Schwab. Hold on, we'll even check this. Yeah. 
It's literally called COVID-19, The Great Reset. A book by Klaus Schwab. It's right there in the fucking title. Can't be a conspiracy theory if it's right there in the goddamn title. Anyway, the anti-ESG movement is gaining momentum. In May, former pre uh, former Vice President Mike Pence, seemingly going for a potential run in 2024, attacked ESG in a speech in Houston. A biotech founder and conservative influencer, uh, Vyavik Razumary, launched an explicitly anti-ESG asset management firm, which is really good, called Strive. It's actually really good, really, to help him out and basically get back at BlackRock, which is great. Uh, of course, the right-wing campaign is... Of course, targeting corporations that are implementing ESG, rightly so. 17 led conservative states are pushing at least 44 bills or new laws, punishing companies or taking a stance on ESG issues in 2022 compared to about a dozen of these types of actions in 2021. Of course, it's very, very important. Uh, ESG is attracting more and more attention for white right wing media influence like Elon Musk, Glenn Beck, and James Lindsay. I'll point you to this. Okay, Elon Musk is not in any way a right-winger. Up until this year, Elon Musk has voted Democrat. Until this year. As this right here is a tweet from 16 hours ago. Literally like this. Ready? Ready? I'll read it right to you. To be clear, I support the left half of the Republican Party and the right half, right half of the Democratic Party. That's it. Does that sound like a right-wing influencer to you? No, that sounds like someone who's still labeled as an independent. Anyway, obviously, Glenn Beck, James Lindsay say there are a growing number of conservative media figures seizing the opportunity to turn ESG into the next battleground in the culture wars. It is a part of a fitting into the broader Great Reset conspiracy theory on social media. It's not a conspiracy theory. It just isn't. It's it's just not. I'm sorry sorry to tell you this. I mean, here's the thing. <laughs> oh, uh, we have a we have an entire section of the article. Glenn Beck, Elon Musk joins Glenn in anti ESG crusade, which is a very very good thing. Uh, so Be Beck is not new to the to ESG. The right wing TV and radio host was an early adopter of the Great Reset conspiracy theory in 2020. Following the World Economic Forum's annual Davos Summit, along with Steve Bannon and Alex Jones, a slew of other conservative influence have been, been weaving ESG into this theory, which has been adeptly described as a hodgepodge or of one government fears. No, it is. <laughs> love this love this fucking Twitter bio for Glenn Beck. Why I don't know why they decided to put this in here, but sure. Radio Hall of Fame, Digital Disruptor, Chalkboard Enthusiast, Next Scarf Mode, and Against ESG Before It's Cool. <laughs> anyway, in December two, uh, 2021, Ben City that Citigroup Group implementation of ESG scores for its clients part of the Davos plan to prevent individuals from getting loans. No, it's exactly what that is. Uh, in January of this year, Beck claimed that Davos elites are designing everything and ev everything in your life, including the climate crisis, for the purpose of implementing the Great Reset in part through ESG. In February, Beck did indeed talk at least one state legislator in Idaho calling ESG CRT on steroids, which also is correct. Uh, in April 4th, the video titled Elon Musk Joins Glenn in Anti-ESG Crusade, Beck praised Tesla as a company and noted that Musk Fuck a tweet has sparked more conversation around ESG and lent credibility to criticism, especially given his perceived commitment to addressing the climate crisis. A true Musk fanboy, Beck has gone so far as to blame ESG as the Great Reset for roadblocks to his deal to make Twitter. Uh, here's the thing: Musk is not a or Beck is not a f Elon Musk fanboy. He likes the guy as right now. Because of what he's been doing as of late. But, you know, he's criticized them clearly in the past. Uh, I mean, here's the thing. Uh, he wrote a book called The Great Reset. It's worth the read. It's actually worth it. 
truly, even if you're not in the books, it is worth reading. Truly, I, I'm not even I'm not even sponsored. Nothing like that. You should really go read the book called The Great Set, uh, Joe Biden and 21st Century uh, Fascism. It is fantastic. Seriously, it is worth a read. Like I, I have my copy from when the book first came out that I read during school, uh, for, uh, you know, because I wanted to be able to learn about it, and so. I mean, they themselves have said that they basically just want to be non government. It's not a conspiracy theory at this point. It, it it's just the truth. So, who would have thought? Well, leaving so-called conspiracy theories behind, we travel down to the southern border. How, how's it doing? Most illegal immigrants do not qualify for U.S. asylum. The arrival of busloads of migrants into New York has raised questions about the administration's border policy and here the facts about our increasingly dysfunctional immigration system. Under U.S. law, most migrants coming here without permission must be expelled. The only exceptions are migrants freed fleeing torture or racial or religious, ethnic, or political, or social group prosecution or persecution. Economic refugee is a contradiction, and seeking a better life means nothing if a migrant lacks, you know, permission to enter. Otherwise, millions would seek entry and local governments would go bankrupt. Medical and public school systems would be strained, and America's poor would remain in poverty for generations. To avoid such harms, Congress requires the Department of Homeland Security to prevent all legal entry, and has given authority to quickly remove migrants who enter illegally or come in without proper documents. Man, it's crazy how that works. But many, uh, of course, you know, it, it's it's weird that you know many wouldn't. You know, so it's it's interesting that most won't most won't. But uh, staying with the border, of course, Border Patrol has nabbed ten suspects on the terror watch list in July alone, bringing the year's total to sixty-six. Fantastic! Just great! Just just great! Yeah, people on the terror watch list thanks to our shitty policy of the border, are just coming right on in. And of course, you know, some of them are arrested, and some of them maybe aren't. So, uh, yeah, hope you hope you feel better that hopefully, uh, uh, that maybe sometime in the near future, a uh, suicide bomber might, you know, make some real damage. Or, you know, you know, some sort of terrorist attack doesn't happen anytime soon. Uh, because, you know, people on a terror watch list a terror watch list are just entering the country. That's great. Fucking brilliant. See, uh, how, to, how to tell your border policy is a great big ball of shit? When literal people on the terror watch list are just entering the country, and when, um, in just one month alone, ten people come in? Yeah. Yeah, really, really working. But... The leftist stuff doesn't stop there. So, of course, people on the left are trying to really get people into becoming vegan. Now, that is where I take issue because, fuck you, I'm not going to stop eating meat. I like meat too much. Or, they go, oh, are you, you know, you could have, you could have bugs instead. Mmm, cricket, grasshopper, mmm. Mosquito flies. Mmm, tasty. No, I, I don't think so. I think these cows used in the articles look pretty tasty to me. Get like some steaks, you know, some nice beef. No, that sounds very nice. Well, the left is calling for a meat tax. I'm sorry. I'm gonna need I'm gonna need to hear that just one more time in my ears. What did I just say? A meat tax. No, I don't think so. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So, President Joe Biden signed the largest climate package in American history, and while some leftists are bothered by policymakers hesitant to create a tax on meat. I, uh, hold on, I, I need to take a drink. Mm. 
Mm. Yeah. Mm. Just making sure I get that bad taste out of my mouth. Uh, Democrat lawmakers have long claimed that the excrement produced by livestock and poultry farming, um, <laughs> farting cows, as AOC once put it, have outsized impact on global temperatures. Discussions about crafting new disincentives for meat consumption resurfaced as the Inflation Reduction Act advanced through Congress after months of gridlock. Uh, so, Kenny Torilla from Vox, for instance, noted that the Inflation Reduction Act devotes 5% of its funds towards cha uh, changing farming practices while it's entirely ignoring meat and dairy pr uh, production, the sector's uh, biggest climate culprit. Yeah, don't try this shit. Democrats do not fucking learn to look around. They're in their little bubble of, like, their echo chamber. And whenever, like, people try to enter to poke holes in that echo chamber to show them the lights of what's going on outside, they just don't see it. There's just, nope, I don't see it. I don't see it. We're gonna do it anyway. What? We're gonna do, we're gonna, we're gonna do it anyway. Is that person not saying what we want them to say? Ah, get him out of here. Get him out of here. Ah, get him out of here. Did they not realize all of the fucking riots going on in other European countries over exactly that, what they're trying to do, as it put into the magical words of tractors, spelling out from where you can only read it from the sky, no farmers, no food. Guess what, motherfuckers? Get ready to fucking starve if that happens. You get rid of the farmers, get ready to fucking starve. Fucking, I don't understand. I don't understand. I don't understand. No. No. I, I just I just don't think so. A meat tax, let's let's not but say we did. Okay? Because I you know, I was already thinking about lunch already today, and you know I was gonna go get I was gonna go get some more chicken today. Because I like meat a lot. I mean a lot a lot. I really like eating meat. Because truly, you know, it's a great source of protein and I like protein, you know? I, I'm, I'm not, I don't really like bugs, I find them fucking disgusting, but you know, these tasty cows, they look delicious. Seriously, I, I don't think the leftists understand that, like, I look at these cows and I go, yeah, it's a, it's a cow, it's an animal that is made to be killed and, you know, turned into beef and, you know, other products. And they go, well, this one's Bessie, and it's like that, see, you already broke first rule of being a farmer. Never name the thing you're going to kill. That's why. That's why, why over here in America we don't eat dogs. Because we name our pets. Because, you know, we're people. And so we don't, you know, obviously name them to then kill them. We only do that if you're really, really struggling and you don't have much else to eat. Well, today we, we go on a bit of a history lesson. A 50-year history of the worst comparison. The worst comparison of what, you might be asking? Well, as every single time a, a person of the, of the Republican Party has ever tried to ever get elected, well, something, something ends up coming up. Everything old becomes new again. And such is the case for comparing Republican presidents to Nazis. Last weekend's nationwide day of protests were filled with cards and signs uh, insinuating so. Salon recently published an article that compared President Trump's criticism of the media to that of Hitler. Protesters in London decried that Trump and his supporters as Nazi scum. In April, Democrat presidential hopeful uh, alleged that, pres that the president's rhetoric echoed Nazis. On June 18th, CNN's Don Lemon once again deployed this technique and compared President Trump to the Nazi leader. Aside from being old and tired and untrue, this trope is nothing new. For decades, left-wing activists have compared Republican political leaders to Adolf Hitler. As Larry Elder recounted, liberals have been comparing everyone from Barry Goldwater to George W. Bush to Nazis. It's a history that dates back at least 55 years, and as Stephen Hayward has recounted, even Ronald Reagan was met with being called a Nazi. It's just, keep in mind this article's old and 
from when I found it, but it's just, just, just nice to know that no matter what year it is, 55 years, and even longer now, of just every Republican presidential nominee or anybody on the right, what's the first thing anybody calls them? A Nazi. Ah, how nice, how lovely, so, so nice people, so compassionate. They're just so compassionate. So compassionate. Well, I seen this yesterday, but obviously I didn't get around to covering it because I wanted to die instead. Well, when I told you a while ago that racism is alive and it's doing pretty well for itself, thanks to the help of the racist Democrats really putting that swing right back into that bat, you may have thought, oh, he's just joking. Oh, no, I, I wasn't. I wasn't fucking joking. White teachers are permitted to be discriminated against in Minneapolis school district. According to a new contract between Minneapolis Public Schools and the Teachers Union, the contract stipulates that the district's teachers who are not white will be prioritized in case of layoffs. Previously, such decisions were made based off of seniority, but this new contract allows that procedure to be ignored. Starting with the spring 2023 budget tie-out cycle, if ex if accessing a teacher who is a member of a population underrepresented among licensed teachers in the site, the district shall uh, access the next least senior teacher who is not a member of an underrepresented population. So it's just racism. So it, it's just racism. Of course, this this entire contract goes completely against the Civil Rights Act of 1964. The law states that discrimination is based on the basis of race, color, sex, or national origin, and is also for bad discrimination on the basis of sex, as well as race in hiring, promoting, and firing. Right there. You can't do this. It's against the literal Civil Rights Act of 1964. A law that's been on the books for just a little while now. Just just a little while. Uh, it's a pretty, pretty famous law. It's one that, if you ask most people, they'll probably know what it is. It's only been on the books for uh, 50, 58 years. Just a little bit of time. You know? Little, little bit of time. You would think that we would maybe learn that racism isn't good, and yet we continue to do it. God, I always love our Democrat leaders. They're always, remember, but they're not racist, though. But if they say that they aren't racist, then it's a form of racism. Anyway, Biden's science integrities are sanctioned for violating science integrity rules. Ironic. So the White House climate aide uh, Jane Lumbanchio was sanctioned by the National Academy of Science today for violating its code of conduct. Uh, Lombaccio, who is the Deputy Director for Climate and Environment and at the White House Science and Technology Policy, violated the uh, ethics policy prior to her involvement with the White House. Uh, she edited a paper that was eventually retracted from proceedings of the National Academy of Science due to technical errors in the analysis, as well as the fact that she had previously worked with the scientists involved with one of whom was her brother-in-law. NASA members shall avoid those detrimental research pieces that are close, clear violations of fundamental tenets of research. Section 3, which access reports, uh, was held. A, she was held accountable for violating membership be fair and objective peer reviewers, maintain confidentiality when requested, promptly move to correct the literature when errors in their own work are detected, including include all deserving authors on publications and give appropriate credit to prior work in citations. So yeah, a person who was meant to be a great scientist, uh, fibbed, lied, and didn't do their job correctly. Sounds like the Biden administration to me. An entire administration so incompetent that when my dad literally sent me a text the other day about, uh, what was it? He sent me, he sent me a text about a thing that was going on in the White House. Where is it? Yeah, he sent me a meme. We've got a code brown uh, at Marine One. The turtle head has left its shell. 
and then it shows, you know, a Photoshop picture of Joe Biden with a big old brown stain on his shorts. Now, of course, I responded, knowing the White House, they would be so unconfident they couldn't report something like that correctly. Because I'm going to accidentally put in the wrong fucking code. Because they're so goddamn incompetent. And that incompetence shows. With the press secretary and everyone in the Biden administration. Seriously. Try to finding, try, finding an ounce of competence in the Biden administration is so hard that you could find a needle in a haystack faster. And that's, that's accurate. That is accurate. Well, to finish off today, I, you know, women, you confuse me. Plastic surgeon. Designer vagina surgery requests have doubled in 2022 due to tight leggings trend. That's right, women, I, I, I obviously know that a lot of you want to show off your ass. And so, of course, a lot of you wear, you know, the tight leggings and stuff. Well, according to a surgeon, they're noticing a crease in uh, what's called designer vagina surgery. And obviously it's being credited toward the tightness of athletic leisure clothing and leggings. The doctor has been performing procedures, and in 2022, at the same time last year, there were 50 in 2021, and already by the summer, they've already reached 50. Uh, so the procedure includes shrinking the labia minor, the or the outer vagina area, to make it more compact and closer to the body. The procedure can cost more than $4,000, by the way. Uh, since more women have been wearing tight leggings, it's become more painful for some who have a larger labia minor to wear their favorite clothing. Which is, okay. They even have, you know, a whole thing with fucking the Kardashians even adjusting how their fucking bodysuits around the vagina area for to help with people who have this sort of thing. Uh, and what's funny is, so the person, the doctor said... Uh, most women seeking the surgery are for comfort, not for looks. In fact, I have never had a patient say, I want my vagina to look like such and such a porn star, he explained. The plastic surgeon said anyone seeking the procedure must have a consultation to discuss their goals and set expectations. A uh, woman should be able to wear whatever they want, want to wear. Uh, he continued, if they choose tight clothing, for instance, yoga pants because they're following a civic fashion trend or just because it's simply more fitting for this type of exercise, they should be able to do so without anxiety or and a bite of the lip of what's to come. Yeah, something I, you know, genuinely didn't know was a thing, finding out it is. And hopefully you learned a lot today too, because that's where we conclude today's show. Come back tomorrow for another show that's you know, actually, today's show is a lot better and didn't make me want to kill myself as much. I mean, I still do want to jump into the Grand Canyon, but, you know, maybe I, I can, you know, heal that fact by maybe going and watching some more documentaries or going, going and maybe watching some classic cartoons. So, anyway, I'll see you guys tomorrow. If you haven't liked, subscribe, do all that good stuff, and I will see you tomorrow for the next episode of the Political Panda Program. So long.